Hello, my name's Claire. And I'm some loser called Jono. Welcome to the Sager... Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> the Sager Lounge, okay. Let, let's try that again. Let's... Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to the Sager Lounge. I'm going to use yeah. the Sager Lounge for now, from now on. The Sager. <laughs> the Sager Lounge. <laughs> Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sega Lounge. It's great to be back in full force as we enter the second half of season 6 of the show, which will take us all the way to sometime in December if all goes well. For those in the Northern Hemisphere, how was your summer? Fun fact, I did take a break from doing the Sega Lounge, but I have not taken a break from work yet. In fact, I'll be doing just that in the next couple of weeks, and I'm hoping I'll still be able to get some rays of sun and enjoy the beach. As for you lovely people over in the Southern Hemisphere, I hope winter's gone well, and hopefully things start to get warmer soon. Whichever is your case, I hope you've all managed to stay safe and have some fun with video games. If you somehow missed it, check out our bonus summer series with game suggestions you're sure to enjoy. One more housekeeping bit to take care of. I want to give a huge shout out to Joanna Hauser over at Toy Tales, a great website that takes a daily look back at the toys, games and objects that captured our attention when we were kids and continue to fascinate us today. Joanna was gracious enough to feature the Sega Lounge on one of her posts on toytales.ca, and she even suggested a few gateway episodes for newcomers to listen to when they discover the podcast. Thank you very much, Joanna and Toy Tales. And do check out toytales.ca for some really cool looks at vintage toys, gaming-related magazines, game collectors, and more. Very well. It's time to reopen the doors of the Sega Lounge. Let's talk about this week's guests. Conventions. Lots of people together at the same place. Laughter. For many of us, these sound like things of a distant past before the world came to a halt a year and a half ago. Many of us had plans to travel, attend conventions, see friends, and we had to cancel all those plans because of COVID-19. As things slowly start to look up, one of sad conventions is making a comeback through Kickstarter. Western Supersonic 2022 is set to take place in February, and co-organizers Claire and Jono Dixon are back on the Sega Lounge to talk about their plans for this upcoming edition, their memories of previous conventions, and how they're doing everything they can to host a safe and fun event. All while dealing with the challenge by yours truly. Fun times! Hello Claire, hello Jono, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. I know, it's been a long minute, hasn't it? It, it has, it has. Much has changed. Last time you were here, it was a 
June 1st, 2017. Wow. Yes, it was quite a while ago, wasn't it? We were both um, children. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> lo- lots of stuff has indeed changed, including our marital status. Exactly, exactly. I, w- I was going to say, so last time you were here, um, we were talking about Western Supersonic 2018, the Kickstarter project. That happened. You guys were um, engaged at the time. Uh, this was still uh, only a, a radio show. It's now a little bit more than that. So much has changed. But before we get into the convention itself, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your backgrounds as, as gamers. Let's get to, to know you a bit more. So maybe we'll start with Claire. Claire, don't be shy. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, so right. so how, how did you get into video games and, and more specifically Sonic? Um, well, it it's like with quite a lot of people my sort of age where it started sort of right right at the beginning, sort of like 1991. Um, I was only a tiny little toddler. Um, my brother was like the massive gamer and he got himself a, um, a master system and had Sonic on that. Of course, sort of like being that I was sort of like the little, the little sister, I always used to watch him play. Um, and I started getting into Sonic in a big way as well. Eventually, my parents got me a Mega Drive 2 um, with Sonic 2, so I was like super ecstatic on that. Um, and it kind of sort of carried on from there, sort of like we we were both collecting um, the UK version um, of Sonic the comic. Um, eventually, my brother sort of like drifted away from it, but I sort of like remained the big fan of it. So I was like buying all the games, all the cuddly toys, all the comics and everything. Um, and sort of like yeah it just sort of like continued on from there really um it it sort of died off a little while until i suppose the dreamcast era where obviously you had sonic adventure sonic adventure 2 um so really got back into it sort of like when that started happening um and i've been really a massive fan ever since then really um i don't think it's ever wavered even with like some of the poorer quality games um (laughs) so but no it's one of those things where even if that's happened i've kind of sort of remained true to that um and yeah to be honest i mean well the fact that sort of like john and myself met at like the first western supersonic um and we well the fact that we got together and the fact we got married and it's all thanks to sonic the hedgehog so i think it's going to be one of those things that's going to probably like stay forever in our lives (laughs) Exactly. You just can't cannot uh, stop being a fan, right? So it's, exactly. it's going to follow you follow you around for forever. I think. <laughs> yeah, excellent. What would you say is your favorite Sonic game? By the way. Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I don't know. There's or so or really we can like. we can twist this around and least favorite. Oh, that is a tricky one. Um, I would say <laughs> it would probably have to be Sonic Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like i i don't know it's like the the music was awful the writing was just not great <laughs> wait a minute there's music in that game well what what they like to classify <laughs> as music at least <laughs> best version of big arms ever <laughs> uh 
Uh, yeah, so th that's that's a good one. That's a good. So obviously your favorite then, Sonic Chronicles. Good choice. Good choice. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is probably cheating a little bit, but it's actually mm -hmm. um, Sonic Jam on the Sega Saturn. Okay. Because um, I know it's like a compilation that, but I absolutely love the little hub world that they had in Sonic Jam, sort of like running around there, um, going into all like the different things. Like you could watch all like the little videos mm -hmm. in like the cinema space, or you could listen to the music, or even there. Was like the little art section as well i just i found that so fascinating when i was sort of like young as so like every day after school i'd come on i'd come turn the sega saturn on i'd play on that for like half an hour watching everything playing a little bit of that and then i'd go on with the rest of my day but it was it was like a daily routine for me yeah <laughs> that's great that's great awesome so jono what about you how did you get into sonic the hedgehog or, or just video games in general well, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, also known as Bristol, UK. Well, it see, it feels like a long and far, far away time. Um, yeah, I actually got introduced to Sonic on a holiday, which I took whilst um, I was three years old in 1994. Um, I was bored out of my mind one evening. And uh, sure enough, my cousin, who I was staying with at the time in uh, Mesquite, Texas, uh, he took me into his room and he sat me down in front of his Sega Genesis. And um, on that Sega Genesis, I played Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, an awful lot, an awful lot, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, last memory I have was being taken to the local blockbuster, which has probably been raised or bulldozed to the ground now and forgotten to time. And um, yeah, and just bring home like a bunch of other games, I think. Sonic 1 was amongst that one. I'm pretty sure that I got Echo the Dolphin as well. was terrible at both, but yeah, I had I still had fun. And I was kind I, I of don't think there was a kid that, that wasn't terrible at Echo. <laughs> yeah, I know I, I was. I seem to remember hit it whenever I hit something in the center, I got the impression that I'd somehow lost because it made that that it made that weird noise and I just kind of thought that oh I've I've lost again. Great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, my interest in Sonic after that, uh, after I got home, I got a Mega Drive when I was five. I got it for my fifth birthday, where I got Sonic 1, uh, Sonic Spinball, and Unrated Sonic. I also got World of Illusion, the Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck game. Oh, which, I love that game. Which is great. I played that with my sisters a whole, whole lot. Um, the media I used to consume, I would say the most, though, when I was really young, was actually Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, okay. um, which remains my all-time favorite Sonic cartoon ever. Um, Laundra Baldry, um, absolutely love the guy. He is still my de facto number one Robotnik. Um, Scratch and Grounder are still some of the best goons, period. Um, <laughs> and Jill White, White and that whole cast was just having a lot of fun. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, favorite Sonic game? Uh, my favorite Sonic game? Um, Sonic Mania was definitely up there, but I think Sonic 3 and Knuckles, although I'm hoping that's not cheating, is probably, is probably on that pedestal for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And least favorite, by the way. Oh, this is easy. Sonic and Secret Rings. Terrible. Oh really? <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible game. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I wouldn't say I don't understand. I, I kind of get the hate, but I don't share the hate. I actually quite enjoyed the game. 
back I in the day. I couldn't even get past the tutorial. That's how much I struggled <laughs> with the controls. Um, all, all I'll say is, I know I'm probably not going to have fun with a with a Sonic game if I'm having trouble not moving. If not moving is a problem, yeah. then um, yeah, I'm probably yeah. not going to have the best of times, especially when That's it's true. expecting you to not move for several of those stages. Yeah, I, I would actually uh, like to see a, 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 a version of that game with different controls. I think it would be interesting to like have a proper, you know, proper controller support with buttons and stuff, and you would control Sonic the way you, you, you're supposed to. I think that game would be much better. Yeah, even if released today, I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I haven't played it in like. I don't know how many years, but a long time. But yeah, maybe, maybe if I played it now, I I would also share the hate for the game. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like it when I played it all those years ago, so I'd probably struggle <laughs> to be. It would be worse it even now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so th that's great. We we got to know you as as Sonic fans. Um, fast forward a few years, and Claire, you decided to create. Uh, a convention that actually didn't start as a convention at the time, right? Not as a proper convention. Would you like to tell us how it all started? Yeah, well, it's it was one of those things where I always find, like, my birthday's in January, and there's usually absolutely nothing going on, absolutely nothing, not even anything exciting at the cinema. So, like, absolutely bored out of my mind. And sort of, like, after going to... Um, a couple of Summer of Sonics and sort of like obviously meeting up with friends, sort of like having a load of fun, having an absolute riot at them. I thought, well, can't do anything on that scale. Absolutely no way. Um, so I thought, why not just sort of like try and do a little bit of a get together sort of like in my local town. Um, and at the time, I was actually um, working at somewhere that actually hired itself out as a venue. It was a community hall. Um, so... I sort of like I put I put a little thing like a little um, advert sort of like out there to everyone saying like hey we're doing a get together at Western Supermare um, we're gonna have a load of sort of like little gaming tournaments and sort of like just have a laugh um, and I'll bring over some of my costumes that I've made and that as well like different Sonic characters um, and to be honest I was expecting most of the people to turn up to be just like friends that I already knew um, so I was thinking maybe sort of like maybe eight to ten people. And it ended up being a lot more than that. Um, and of course, I got to meet a, a like even more Sonic fans in the local area. It kind of just sort of like exploded from that, really. Excellent. How many people? Um, I think we... Were, we, were you even keeping numbers of our points? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that we had interest from about 50 people. I don't think that many quite turned up, but we weren't far off that. That's great. That's a, a huge success for for such a a small endeavor, right? Well, considering so, I was only expecting about ten people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah excellent. Uh, excellent. I think your I think your mum even made cupcakes, aren't they? She's made cupcakes for every single Western Supersonic. Is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, but obviously. It didn't stay a, a small uh, convention or a celebration for long. So what happened? How did it turn into this huge convention? Complete accident is <laughs> what I would is what I would say. Well, maybe not accident, but more just kind of a 
a freak, you know, twist in fortune. Because um, leading up to the second time, by this point, me and Claire were kind of working more closely together on the convention. We kind of had this, you know, this pipe dream idea, you know, Western Supersonic. Where, what is the greatest place in Western that we could do? The pier. It is. The, if anybody knows Western Supermare, um, if they know the postcards or anything, they'll know that the thing that's on all of that is the Grand Pier. It's kind of West Supermare's like centerpiece. And so we thought, how cool would it be if we could like run Western Supersonic on the pier? How amazing would that be? Hey, yeah, what, whatever. Um, at this point, we were thinking, okay, let's see what we can do, you know, get maybe sell off some little bits of merch to see what kind of you know cash we can raise to raise funds for somewhere a little bit bigger not quite you know not the post world post world was great but um you know somewhere just somewhere a little nice bit bigger. Right? somewhere yeah. somewhere nice i think nice, we were talking exactly. we were looking at places like cricket local cricket grounds and other slightly bigger like town halls that kind of thing um and then one night after we put up the kind of first two auctions, we kind of discovered that, um, yeah, either somebody really, really, really wanted what it was that we were selling or uh, they just had far too much. I don't mean that person who bought the stuff. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we suddenly, out of nowhere, had around, we just suddenly had like £2,000 to play with which was like what on earth what's happened like at first i was kind of refreshing the page thinking the page had broken thinking that there'd been some kind of error in reporting that that i don't know the page was just not putting the number right but sure enough i kind of looked at my paypal kind of after the auction finished and sure enough there was like two thousand pounds just sat in there and it just kind of got us both talking like wow we've actually got some funds to actually throw at something we can do something quite cool with. And uh first thing we just, did just was... a question, sorry to interrupt. So did you on uh your uh was this on eBay? Uh yes Probably. it was. Yeah. So did you at in at any point in your uh auction mention that the funds would go to to fund this this convention or was it yeah, just we... a simple auction? Yeah, yeah, it was. Just, uh, we did mention that it was to raise funds for Western Supersonic, but I think that didn't matter to, to the buyer because the buyer, the buyer themselves, was actually based in America. So, okay, um, okay. yeah, so that's yeah, just kind of the nature of it. Excellent, excellent. So you you had all this money. Yeah, you obviously went crazy with preparing planning for the, the next event, right? Yeah, that's right. So all of a sudden, with all this stuff, we could suddenly look at the dream venue that we've been thinking about, which was the pier. But not only that, we could start looking at other stuff as well, like guests and actual prizes that we could hand out to people as a result. It, we could turn it into something that much more resembled a convention. And that one was, uh, yeah, West Supersonic 2015. And uh, we started getting interest from all kinds of parties. We got, I think, yeah, first of all, Figures were, uh, was very kind to us, and they sent us some things that we could actually debut, some like concepts that we could show off and stuff like that. We had 
near enough, a lot of the Sonic, the original Sonic, the comic team kind of join us on the day, including, um, of course, Fran Rodriguez, who is now a um, kind of a mainstay at the convention. Um, he's, who we staff at at this point? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if, <laughs> even if we um, kind of didn't pay his way here, he'd probably find a way to show up uh, some way or another because he's kind of just become part of the furniture at this point. <laughs> Yeah, we love awesome. you, Baron. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so last time, uh, so when was the last Western Supersonic convention? That when would have been happen? 2017. 17. Um, yeah, because we had um slight little hiccup. So, like, we didn't have it during our normal January date, um, but we decided to do it in the October, which gave us a little bit more time to prepare. Um, yeah, and... So Again, which which was the the one that you came on the show to to talk about last time? So yeah, it would have been was, yeah yeah um yeah sort of like we we kind of sort of like well as of 2016 we'd actually started it running it as a Kickstarter mm -hmm. um and both for 2016 2017 um they were both very successful Kickstarter campaigns um lot of support for them. It meant that we could bring in a lot of new guests. Um, we also get some more returning ones. So again, Farron. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, overall, it was um, yeah. Again, it was it was a really really good event. Um, I think it was at that point that maybe we started to wear out just a little bit. Like we still we still wanted to do the events, um, but yeah, it's sort of like obviously we'd been running it for what was it about? I think it was like we've done four events at that point sort of like yeah four four on four on the trot at that point mm -hmm. yeah excellent so and this time it's time to return with with this amazing uh convention for 2022 so you you're back to your usual january date right um, yeah not, not quite um well, originally we'd um, we'd actually booked the venue for um, January twenty twenty one, and obviously with everything going on, that couldn't happen. <laughs> yes, because um, of it means no. Yes, <laughs> so um, yeah, we kind kind of got scuppered on that one. Um, we we and did... the year before year before that, we kind of also learned that organising a wedding and a honeymoon is kind of a lot of work. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what scuppered 2018 and 2019. Mm. Yeah, so it's just li life and stuff just getting in the way of everything. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we, we did um and ah about doing a January date for 2022. But obviously, because of everything going on at the moment, um, we decided it might be safer to push it back as far as we can while still making it affordable for everyone. Because we, we know... Um, that in Western, when it comes to things like sort of like cost of hotels, travel and whatnot, as soon as you get into like the spring and summer, it's like, yeah, basically nobody can afford it. <laughs> so, so, um, like, we I mean, like, I mean we'd, ha we'd have F1 around our house if we could, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, know, I know that Ferrum will probably don't, take don't say that. People, yeah, exactly. Don't, <laughs> people will take you up on that offer, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you went with February then. Yes, that's the the date, the month. Yeah, we've gone for um Saturday the twenty sixth of February. Okay, 
Okay, so it's it's like there at the end of the the low season, perhaps. Of, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So people will not be spending that much to to travel and and to book rooms and stuff. So maybe that'll be better, a, a bit better for people traveling. Um, so what can we expect from this uh, return, this grand return of Western Supersonic in 2022? Um, well, for the most part, we're having to look at try and run it quite similar to what we've done before so obviously we're going to have special guests there um we're going to be hosting a load of our competitions so things like the games tournaments the speedrun tournament uh the cosplay competition and the art competition um we are also going to be running something quite new um because at the end of our last event we actually got donated a lot of quite interesting items um, so this year, we're actually going to be running a charity auction. Ooh. So, yeah, so is any, anybody who's interested in things that might go for quite a high price might want to... Or normally sure might go for a quite yeah. a high price. <laughs> make sure to bring your wallets. <laughs> um, and, of course, uh, ahead of that, um, we're actually going to be kind of coming up with, I suppose you call it a catalogue as to what we're actually going to be selling, so what each lot's going to be. Um, so you can kind of prepare yourself and bring whatever it is you think you're going to need in advance. Okay. Okay. That that's wise. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, no one with very very deep pockets is there. So well, everyone gets it. I mean, what are you talking mean, talk yeah, about? For... Yeah. 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 From from that perspective, now that I said it, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, everyone has deep pockets. Shall Let's we? Shall like we? That. Shall we tease one of the um, more exciting sets of items that we got? <laughs> of, yeah, course, of course, you shall. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, we happen to have. I don't know if it's complete or if it's near complete, or but we've got a few anyway. Of the um, a very rare Sonic the Fighters keychain plushes. Ooh, nice. And if you've ever seen what they go for on eBay, then uh, yeah, you'll know that they're worth a pretty penny. So, um, yep, those will be up for auction. And, um, yeah, that'll all be going to a charity. We haven't quite decided what charity that'll be just yet, but uh, we're working with um, several with several folks as to what that charity should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. That's cool. It's, it's a good way to help and people get uh, stuff that they, they usually probably wouldn't be able to, to get other way. So uh, that, that's great. That's great. So... A uh, charity auction happening live uh, on site this year. Are you gonna live stream the event as per usual this time? Uh, live times? streaming, live streaming for West Supersonic is usually done uh, by our good friend um, Jamie, who at that time was heading up the Sonic show. He now heads up Sonic Cage Dome, so. Yeah. Um, we are intending for live streaming to be a thing, um, being brought to us by Sonic Cage Dome. Thank you, Jamie. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's good for people who can't attend. They can still enjoy. And are are, are you opening up the auction for people, you know, out that are not on site, like maybe watching through the live stream, or are, aren't there any plans for that? I like, I like the idea. I don't, know what, I, I don't know what it would take to actually make it happen. 
no, I wouldn't have but... a clue either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a logistical yeah, yeah. challenge I don't think is within my ability to think of. But if anybody has any ideas on how to make that work, then by all, by all means, get in touch. We get are, in touch. our yeah. operators are standing by. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and if you have deep pockets especially, please do get in touch. Uh, yes, all the monies, all the monies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so we're, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're, we'll return and talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter, how people can get behind it, what kind of perks. We'll share some memories as well. But let's take a quick break. Hey, you. Yes, you. Were you expecting a fake ad or something similar? Sorry to disappoint, but that's not happening this week. Instead, I thought I'd give it a go at a brand new segment called 60 Second Games. As the name implies, the goal is for me, and maybe others in the future, to talk about a game that I love from Sega's catalog in one minute or less, and try and convince you to play it. Can I do it? Probably not. So which game am I starting with? World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck on the Mega Drive. Start the clock. World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck is a gorgeous 16-bit platformer part of the Illusion series and starring two of the most beloved classic Disney characters. It's not too long and not too hard, especially by today's standards, but features beautiful animations and backgrounds, great music and an interesting take for the characters and worlds. Its major strength, though, comes from the multiplayer. Sure, you can play it solo as either Mickey or the superior Donald, yes, and each character has sections of each level that are unique and exclusive to them. But the game really shines when you grab a friend and play through it together in what is still one of my favorite co-op experiences of all time. You can even help your friend reach higher places by throwing them a rope. And if Donald gets stuck because of his huge backside, Mickey can grab his hands and pull him to the other side. In conclusion, World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck is a must-have in every Mega Drive collection and you owe it to yourself to try it at least once, but with a friend. Whew! That's it! Now go play World of Illusion and if you share my love for this game, be sure to let me know on Twitter, at the Sega Lounge. Oh, and for those who have a Mega Drive Mini, the game is in there as well, so go play it! Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. So, Claire and Jono. Um, I don't know if you remember this. Probably not, and it, it's for the better. Uh, but last time you were here, we had something called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for, and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean... Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> and I had to go listen back to the, the, the episode that we did in 2017 to find that last time we had, uh, I had you guys listening to music, to Sonic music in reverse, which was like torture. <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm, I'm an insane person. 
This time, do you know? Do you know who you're talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Um, But this time, I thought, no, I I can't make them go through that again. So let's do something even worse. Oh god! Uh, (laughs) So what what we have? What we're doing is uh, something I've been doing this season with most of my guests, which is uh, the ultimate Sega fan challenge. So this is not just limited to Sonic, and it's not just limited to music. So we have some some clips of Sonic tracks specifically, actually. But then we have some questions that uh, can be Sonic questions or other Sega franchises involved as well. Well, it's a good thing that you're talking to the Sonic Off champion. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think you'll enjoy how this works. So I have 10 questions for you. Some are not questions, some, some are music clips, but okay. The questions themselves, though, can be easy or hard. Kind of depends on what you guys pick. And and you can get up to 20 points. But since I'm a good guy, uh, I'll let you out of this lounge alive with just 10 points. Okay? So you need 10 points to survive. This is very ominous. Um, but... So you, say, I've not written my will. I've not written you, my will yet. <laughs> yeah, who who gets all the 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 figures for for the auction? Um, but you can choose. So you can choose easy questions, and each easy question gets you one point, or hard questions for two points. That's how it works. Are we working individually or in or as a team? That would be my next question. Oh, please, it depends. Team, I love useless. blood, so <laughs> you guys decide. <laughs> you, oh, you can do I'm it as a team if you want to. This. <laughs> so, as a team, yes, or please. against each other. Uh, let, oh, go on, let's do it as a team. <laughs> He's like, oh, go on, let's do it as a team. <laughs> He's just mean to me. <laughs> this is married life, people. Oh. Take notes. Anyway, so, <laughs> ready, guys, for the ultimate Sega fan challenge. Uh, yep. No, you're not. Okay. No. <laughs> so, no, but do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. Uh, so, for people listening, by the way, Jono is very tired today. So, do excuse him. And, Jono, do excuse me for this, but I didn't know. So, question number one Easy or hard? I think we should go for hard right up the bat to oh, see God. what we're up against. Everyone does that. Uh, and they regret it every time. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> okay, so let's start with a hard question. Sega-related hard question. Are you guys familiar with Echo the Dolphin? Actually, <laughs> we just mentioned that. Kind of. <laughs> okay, so my question for you is, what is the name of the alien race who are the main antagonists in the Mega Drive and Mega CD Echo the Dolphin games? Uh, well, I know they look like Xenomorphs, but I think that name is copyrighted. Um, <laughs> I have not played Echo through to completion, so I simply could not tell you. I ain't got a clue. What would be a good name for uh, an alien race? Who kidnaps dolphins and eats them and stuff? Dolphin snatchers. 
that's actually a, a good name for a, a Mega Drive title. Dolphin Snatcher. <laughs> Please Coming something soon. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to Kickstarter 2022. So, um, Dolphin Snatcher? Um, that's my answer and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I, I don't know whether or not you'll, you want me to stick with it, Claire, or not, but... It's better than anything I can think of. I ain't got a clue. <laughs> so, uh, do you remember how the game starts, Jono? Since you, I don't know if Claire played it. Oh, wait a minute! I know what the name of the um, of the last monster is called. The last monster is called Vortex Queen. Okay. Um, unless they're called the Vortex or something like that, I don't know. So you remember something. So, what would be the the a more reasonable answer then for the alien race? Hmm. I'm, this is going to be wrong, but I'm going to say the Vortexians, just as a wild guess. Well, how do you call the the last boss? Uh, the last boss is called the Vortex Queen. Because she's the queen of Vortex. So the answer would be. Do you want to say it, Claire? <laughs> Vortex? Two points! Well done! <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't do this. You knew, you knew the answer. You told me the answer. Why would you say Vortexians? No, the Vortex is the correct answer. Because well Vortex is a verb, it's not a noun. <laughs> The Vortex. The Vortex is the correct answer. Well done. Two points. Good start. So it's time for our first uh, song. Not really a song, just a short 10-second long clip. Okay. It's not in reverse, so don't despair. And what I want to know is what game it's from and what track it is. So you get one point for the game, one point for the track. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's Ready? Let's let's take a listen to the first one. It's a great song you've chosen. <laughs> <laughs> the game is Sonic Mania, and the um, song is the true final boss against uh, the. Heavy King and Robotnik as Supersonic or Super, whatever character you decide to choose. Mm -hmm. Do you agree, Claire? I do, yes, because do. I don't know what the name of it is. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really need to tell me the, the title. You can just tell me where it plays. I'll accept it. As long as I, I can tell that you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Sonic Mania and it's definitely yeah. the final boss. Okay. The true final boss is yeah. all call yeah, it. Final boss. Okay. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Final answer. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So I will tell you that uh, the game is indeed Sonic Mania. So one point. Good job. However. However. However, nothing. It is the final boss. It's Egg Reverie. Yes, good job. Two points. Well done. You guys are awesome. Okay. Can we get a perfect score today? 
Maybe we can. Okay. So, That's a hard question. I don't think I'm feeling particularly hopeful, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, again, easy or hard for the next one? It's another question. You make this call, Claire. Ah, uh, let's go for hard again. Yeah, feeling brave. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I think, like to see. I, I, think it, I think it's obvious that you wear the trousers in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go with a Sonic-related um, question then. Mm. This, this is indeed hard. Okay. What was the working title? The working title of what became Sonic 3D? Mm. I feel as if this is in the back of my mind. The working title of the game that later became Sonic 3D. This was actually shared by John Burton. I was going to say, so someone's been watching Game Hut. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. He shared that a while ago on his channel. So I have watched Game Hut, but no, I can't say I remember that name at all. So what what would be a, an appropriate working title for that game? Sonic Isometric, possibly? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Sonic Birdie Hunt. Maybe not. Or Sonic Flicky or something like that. I Sonic Flicky could be. Well, Flicky's Honor was what it was ultimately called. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, Claire? I, I can see you. I can see you. I know this. I know this. Yeah, that's the. I I remember watching that, but I'm just trying to remember the life of me. What it was. I I can oh. hear the the gears turning. <laughs> uh, sorry, they need a bit of oiling. <laughs> <laughs> I I can see the the smoke, which is interesting because <laughs> we're like whole different. Uh, country, but yeah. God. So I can't would, remember for the life. What, of me what answer what are you guys going with? Sonic 3D. Oh God. Um, I need an answer, guys. You you chose to do a hard thing. I think you should give the answer. <laughs> I'm just completely drawing a blank here, though. Um. Oh, it starts with Sonic. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as if it, it's something to do with sort of like, cause I, I feel as if in the back of my mind, it was something to do with it, like possibly going on to like next generation console. Um, uh, Sonic Bridge? That's, that's going to be wrong. Bridge. <laughs> that's gonna be wrong. That's gonna be wrong. <laughs> you can feel the confidence. But now so imagine your, your answer run. is uh, I'll let you come you, up with a random answer. You come up with the great answers. <laughs> um I'm gonna call it okay, um let's call it Sonic uh in yeah, just because that's what you said. Sonic uh is what we're gonna is what we're Sonic, gonna say. Uh. <laughs> so is that your final answer? 
that is our final answer. Can you give us a one million pound prize, please? <laughs> <laughs> so your answer is actually your answer. The answer is Sonic Bridge. No, I'm kidding. It's not Sonic Bridge either. <laughs> the correct answer is uh, something that, if I didn't know this was right, I, I would think this was made up. Sonic Spin Drift. That name rings the bell now. I yeah, don't know why, like... but Sonic Spin Drift. Okay, so you do spin and maybe you drift. Uh, there's Ooh, a distinct maybe. lack of drifting. Unless you're... <laughs> but okay, so that was the correct answer. So no points, unfortunately. But no no worries, you've got four already. So you're, you're doing great. So next up, we have another song. Ready for another clip, short clip? I Do think it. you're going to crush this. Uh, that is Sonic Generations, and I know that one because it is the Pinball DLC, or the Casino Night Pinball DLC, also known as um, Act 2 of um, Casino Night, if you're playing on the 3DS. So, are you sure? Should I play it again, just in case? Or We're not going to hear much out of Claire here, because apparently she doesn't actually like this game. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those like, yeah, it's fine, but yeah, I haven't played much of it. You don't like Sonic Generations? I, <gasps> no, I'm not saying that I don't like it, I just the think it's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Is it overrated, Claire? I think possibly yes. I, I think you're right, actually. I think you're a bit... Yeah, I, I agree to some extent. I'm probably going to get so many haters now. Ah, don't don't worry. Send <laughs> them my way. I'm Send watching the Kickstarter now. Let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yep, there goes 100. There goes 100. Maybe, um, maybe I should edit this out, out of the, 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 the podcast then. And then release it after the, the, the Kickstarter is over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. release it after it's funded. <laughs> Outtakes. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's a bit, a bit uh, overrated. But it's a, a, a decent and very not decent, very good game actually. It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, so your answer apparently is Sonic Generations Casino Night Zone Act Two, or right the, the Casino Night Zone DLC, whatever you want, DLC? whatever, okay, whatever floats your boat. Okay, so the modern version. Of Casino Night, then. Y yes. Yes. Your answer is correct, obviously. So two points. And that means six points already. And you're very, very close to your goal of ten. Awesome, awesome. Good job, guys. Question number five. So again, easy or hard? I'm going to see if you've actually learned anything from last time, Claire. Go on, easy or hard? You know I never learn anything. Um, we'll, we'll yes. try an easy one this time. Okay, good, 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 good. Hmm. So, easy question for Claire and Jono. Um, let's go with this one. <laughs> I don't have you guys played much. Shenmue? I have. I haven't. My God, why, Claire? Get out. <laughs> I'm I've sorry. 
I've only played. The th- I played the first Shenmue. I've not played the second or the third one. The the first one is, I think, my favorite. Yeah, uh, but the second one is is a better game. But I I prefer the first one. I think. Anyway, your easy question is a Shenmue question. So in the original Shenmue game, so the first one, good for you, Jono. Nozomi, do you remember Nozomi? Maybe. I, girl. I believe so. Yeah. Nozomi helps her grandmother run what kind of shop? She runs a flower shop. A flower shop. In Japan. Yes. In 1986. In 1986. And it still really upsets me that they made no Shemu reference whatsoever in Yakuza 0. That's a good point. (laughs) They should do Shenmue references in all games. So, final answer, Jono. Claire, with your extensive (laughs) knowledge of Shenmue lore... (laughs) I am the master of all. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that answer because I have not got a clue. Okay. So I will tell you that thanks to Claire, you are absolutely correct. One point. <laughs> it's a flower shop. Good thing Claire was here, Jono. Good thing. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> so seven points so far. We're halfway there. Let's go with another song for you guys. Let's take a listen to another clip. Ooh. It's down to two games for me. Um, it's either Triple Trouble or Sonic Chaos. Uh, it's I... the fir- whatever it is, is the first level of one of those games. I think it's Sonic Chaos. Mm-hmm. Claire? Or I could identify it would be it would definitely be something Game Gear era. Um, but yeah, as to which one, I don't think it's Triple Trouble. Uh, in which case, it's definitely Sonic Chaos. And I believe it's called Neo Green Hill, I think. So... Not Triple Trouble or Triple Trouble? It is not Triple Trouble. Not Triple Trouble. It's definitely going to be... If it's not Triple Trouble, then it's definitely Sonic Chaos. Sonic Chaos. Okay. And you were saying... Which zone is it? It's the first level of the game, which I believe is called... I think it's like Neo Green Hill Zone. Okay. Do you agree, Claire? Um, I'll go with that, yeah, because... I'm not that familiar with Sonic Chaos, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, should I lock it in? Final answer? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the game is indeed a Game Gear game. Game Gear slash Master System. So it's an 8-bit game. It became that that's available on both systems. Which case is definitely not Triple Trouble, because Triple Trouble is only really on Game Gear. So it is indeed Sonic Chaos. So one point. Good job. Is it Neo Green Hill Zone? 
which I believe you meant as Mecha Green Hill Zone, perhaps? Maybe? No. Maybe not. I think Mecha Green Hill Zone came later. Yeah, it's not Neo Green Hill Zone, which is, um, uh, for memory, maybe Sonic Triple Trouble? Great Turquoise Zone. That was it, I think. Yeah, the first stage. So I'm going to take your answer and and I'm going to accept it and we'll give you the point. It's the first stage, which is Turquoise Hill Zone. Turquoise Hill Zone. So, yeah, it's definitely the first level, the first zone of the game. So two points. Well done. (laughs) Yay. Awesome. That means nine points already. So you're one point away from your goal of ten. How much can you score? How many points can you score? I'm curious to see. How many questions have we got left? So four questions left. Okay. Which means next one, it's an easy or hard question. (laughs) I'm going to try going for another hard question. You (laughs) madman. Yeah, definitely agreed there. You madman. (laughs) Okay, so let's go with this one then. (laughs) I'm laughing, but it's to keep me from crying. (laughs) Um, Released only in Europe, Sega Game Pack 4-in-1 is a compilation of four games for the Game Gear. Are you guys familiar with this? Have you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's got your, it's got your favorite Game Gear song on it, Claire. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> Is it like the menu song? No, no, no. no, no, no. no it's okay. a song to a rally game. <laughs> oh, I see. Included in this compilation was a simple tennis game, right? Yes. Yes. Correct. Good. So your question is, who was the umpire in this game? Oh, it was Sonic. Yeah. For a minute, I thought you were going to ask something really difficult, like what was the name (laughs) of the character you play as? And the name of the character you play as is a guy called Peck, which I always thought was weird. But the umpire was Sonic in that game. Don't give me ideas, because I'm, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> and someone else will suffer because of your sins, Jono. Um, so I'm going to write that down. That will be a, f- a future question for... Your for legacy will children. live on. Yes. <laughs> it's a present from the Sonikov champion. <laughs> so, Sonic is your answer. Yes. For this apparently not that hard question. You're gonna need You're to right, move it was, this. It, it wasn't hard. I, I'm I'm gonna move this into the easy pile. <laughs> then, so yes, of, obviously Sonic is the umpire here. So two points. <laughs> well done. Yeah. That makes it eleven points. Good job. So you you've reached your goal. We're not gonna die at least. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You 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 can leave this uh, lounge with your life and your dignity intact. Okay. Number eight is our final song. So since it's the final song, we're going to play it in reverse. Okay? So again, same rules. One one point for the game, one point for the track, or where it plays in the game. Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. No, you're not. Let's take a listen. (laughs)
you've only gone and reversed my favourite Sonic Colour song ever. <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to know that straight away. <laughs> um, yeah, that is Tropical Resort at 1, the original version, reversed. Are you sure? Yes. No question in your mind about this. Not a single sausage. <laughs> single such sausage. Claire, do you agree? I absolutely agree, mainly because he <laughs> seems to be the music master with this, but I do definitely <laughs> recognize it as Sonic Colors. Absolutely. Okay. So you're saying Tropical Resort Act 1, the original one, so it's not Sonic Colors Ultimate? Yeah, not the remix one for no. Colors Ultimate, yeah. no, just the original one that was on the original okay. album. Okay. Let's take a listen and see if you're right. Of course you are. Well done, two points. That makes it 13. <gasps> With two questions to go. Awesome. Can we get to 17? Maybe. At this it point, depends. I think we just kind of have to go for broke, don't we? Yeah, yeah, let's go so for it. <laughs> it kind of depends on you. So uh, just a quick uh, thing here. So question number 10 is always a hard question. So question number nine is your last chance to pick an easy question if you want. Yeah, let's go so, for hard. Do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's take a look at the list. <laughs> the list of hard questions. Mm. I like this one. In uh, Soleil, also known as Crusader of Senti, do you know this game? No. No. <laughs> okay. So it's a, it's a, an action RPG. The, the main character is called Corona, which is interesting <laughs> in this day and age. Uh, it's a Corona can actually talk to animals. He at some point uh, loses the ability to talk to humans and starts to understand and be able to talk to animals. But I digress. In this game, in Soleil, or no, as it's known in Europe, or Crusader of Senti, as it's known in the US, you can actually find Sonic the Hedgehog at the beach. This was not developed, developed by Sega, but you can find Sonic the Hedgehog at the beach. If you talk to Sonic, he says something like, I'm a gallant hedgehog. Don't mess or you'll get blank. The question is, fill in the blank. What does Sonic say? I'm a gallant hedgehog. So he says, I'm a, a gallant hedgehog. Don't mess or you'll get blank. Oh, God, not a clue. I kind of want to make it rhyme just because it would be fun. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Don't don't mess. You'll get dress. What? <laughs> <laughs> or crass. I don't know. You'll get something. Apparently, if a you million, mess with Sonic, you'll get a million dollars. <laughs> Could be. 
So, final answer. A million dollars? <laughs> I'm a gallant hedgehog. Don't mess or you'll get... I'm willing to go for a million dollars. I haven't got any better ideas. <laughs> so a million dollars? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, exactly. Yes, it does. Is it a very good plan? Probably not. So your answer is... Incorrect shock horror. <laughs> the answer, the dollars. correct what really does. The correct answer was burned. So it's actually like that. Don't mess or you'll get burned for some reason. Does it make sense? No. Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> Why is he a gallant hedgehog? What in Anything that we know of Sonic at this point in like 1994 tells us that he's a gallant hedgehog well, and that you'll get burned when you mess with him. I don't know. I mean, it became gallant later on if Sonic and Black Knight is anything to it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe burned because of the sun at the beach where you find Sonic in the game. I don't know. I have no clue. Anyway, let's move on to our final question. Question number 10. Jono and Claire, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. No, Good. we're not ready, but do it anyway. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're going to go with this particular question. So I, I'm not sure if this is hard for you because you've mentioned this game casually before. In Yakuza Like a Dragon... Okay, I think John at least has played it. Um, <laughs> I wonder if this is actually one that Claire has played. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Oh, Claire, Claire. Okay, so Claire. In Yakuza Like a Dragon, Ichiban Kasuga's tattoo depicts which animal? It's um, part dragon, part koi. Um. I can't remember the exact name of it. It's something, Ryu. <laughs> I think Kuyu's is called an Oryu. But yeah, um, the yeah the tattoo on Ishiban's back is um, yeah, depicting the Koi Carb as it's transitioning into a dragon. And... Um... That's your final answer. Yes. Because we all know that a koi carp transforms into a dragon. When it gets through Heaven's Gate, yes. yes. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> Silly me. So, for two points, for the final answer, for a grand total of maybe 15 points, which would probably be like a high score in this kind of game. You're saying a, a, a koi carp that is transitioning into a dragon. Yes. Will I accept that answer? I will. 
The correct answer is a dragonfish. But yes, that's actually the 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 story behind it. It's the koi carp transitioning into a dragon. So two points, and that makes it fifteen. A grand total of fifteen points, and you guys. Uh, are amazing because I, I don't think anyone has ever scored 15 points in this challenge. So well done, guys. Oh, good boy. job. How does the competitor score from last time? Uh, that's a good a good question, but I uh, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say we can't celebrate until we know, but okay, never mind. People, I, but la- last time it was different. It was just music. So this I, was I, a I different kind of challenge. <laughs> yeah. This is usually people struggle to get 10 points. So the fact that you got 15 is pretty amazing, I'll have to say. Well done, guys. And you get the official Sega Lounge seal of approval, which I will send to you uh, hey. shortly as well here cool. on our chat. Uh, it, it's a thing, actually. We'll make sure but, we put it on the, on the event program. Yes. Uh, please, may, do. please do. I make, I, make, I make a point of saying that this, this convention is. Sega Lounge approved. Exactly, exactly. Sega Lounge approved. we've gotten. Very good. Uh, so, good job, guys. Thank you very much for taking part in the in the game. So, uh, before we go, let's talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter project. So, people can now, as people are listening to this, we are entering the final days of the Kickstarter. So, we're we're for people uh, listening right now. We're recording this a week before it airs. But uh, so we're we're very close to the end of the the project as you are listening to this, and we know exactly how much we've raised at this point. Exactly, uh, one week from now. We one week from know. now, we know exactly how much it's going to be. Ex- exactly. So, how much is it? It's going to be. <laughs> we would raise ten thousand. <laughs> Oh, oh, do you want? Do you want to keep this like silence, and and then I will say three thousand pounds (laughs) on top of it. Get get like Hatsune Miku to say it, or something like that. (laughs) Three thousand pounds. (laughs) Three thousand pounds. Please please do that. Please do that. Okay, so uh, we you've raised that amount that we just heard uh, saying by uh, by uh, Hatsumiko, but um, people can still back the project uh, for its last few days. What kind of perks can people get from from backing this project and supporting Western Supersonic twenty twenty two? Well, if you um, pledge ten pounds, then you get entry into the events um, and. We've, we've always made it that whoever backs via Kickstarter guaranteed to get some sort of goodie bag. We don't know what's going to be in the goodie bag yet, but there will be something. So that'll be something to enjoy. Um, one, one thing we do need to make clear as well, because this is quite imper- important and pertinent, is that in the past we've had uh, free tickets. Uh, because of the landscape this year, that's something we are not actually able to do this time so if you want to come to us don't rely on free tickets because there will be none mm. so people will need to back this project if they, they want to come yes. to enter yeah okay but it'd be worthwhile if you want to see the the venue from from the outside you can just come <laughs> anyway <laughs> Yeah, it's all if right. you want to take you, part, you just stand at the door. You can wave, but yeah, we won't let you in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But okay. Anyway, so yeah. 
Uh, 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is the one for entry with like a goodie bag. Um, we do have options um, where you can get tickets with um, a metal pin badge, which we've been doing. We've been doing the same theme for the past few years um, mm -hmm. where it's been sort of like a, a chaos emerald, but in a different color and obviously different year day on it. We may do something special once we've done all seven, we, <laughs> but we're keeping that under wraps for now. Um, there's also a t-shirt, which at the moment we've got one of our, um, long-term attendees and artist friends who's actually designing the t-shirt. Um, and I think that's really it at the moment. We are having a look at doing some sort of like additional rewards, um, pledges and whatnot. Um, but we haven't fully decided on that yet. So it's, it's mainly entry, pin badge, t-shirt. And then you have, like, uh, if you want to bring a friend, you can grab a couple of tickets instead or four people and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we so got that's... multiple options for if you because yeah. a lot of people tend to come along with sort of like friends or family. So there's plenty of options mm -hmm. there for selecting as many people as you want to come along, really. Excellent, excellent. So that's what people can, can do. Uh, uh, a note that is important for people who... For people, for example, like me, that who in the past have supported the event, uh, they can still do that, but aren't able to make it this year, uh, but in, are in a different country. You won't be able to get the, the goodies, the gifts to those people, right? Unfortunately, not this year. Um, we're hoping maybe in the future we'll be Which able makes to do something. Sense. But yeah, this year, um, obviously restrictions and i know with um parcel deliveries and more it's absolute nightmare yeah. at the moment so just mm -hmm. for everybody sort of like sake of mind and that that it's better that they actually come and collect them in person should anybody for example who's like backed it who was originally going to go to the event but then it's like for example say fallen ill so can't make it we will try and arrange to be able to get their goodies to them but yeah, just just people outside of it who haven't backed it as sort of like actually going to go to it, we won't be able to offer that. Yeah, but but people can still support the event, right? Oh yeah, and, and we appreciate every penny yeah. penny that we receive on that. And obviously, they can they will be able to watch uh, from their homes thanks to Sonic Cage Dome. So maybe they want to support to help make it happen. And yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, very good. So that's it. So we'll leave a, a link to the, the Kickstarter page uh, on the, the show notes. So people listening right now on your podcast app or on the Segalon website, they can just look for it and, and go there and support the project. I would like to ask you a question, though, both of you, Claire and Jono. And I know I probably know the answer, the main answer to this question, but um, can you share some of your favorite memories of Western Supersonic's past? I know one of them is probably, you know, obvious, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think, yeah, that's probably going to be the main one. Um... I, I can embarrass Claire very easily here, but I'm, going, I'm not going to. Why? What you should. You should. <laughs> Oh, should I? Obviously, that's what we're here for. Um, well, a little while ago, uh, there was a um, we, there was some kind of quiz or questionnaire which asked, "What is or what was your greatest like Sonic community memory?" 
Guess what Claire didn't choose? <laughs> You'll never let me live that one down. And it, and if you and if you follow or if you are friends with Claire on Facebook and you're wondering what on earth the deal is with the profile picture, um, yeah, that's <laughs> the um, that was her punishment for uh, for not choosing correctly. I forgot that was the reason for that picture. <laughs> Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> uh, can, can I use this as your picture for your bio on the, the Sega Lounge <laughs> yeah, Challenge that's fine. Uh, yeah. website? I, I think I should. I think I should. <laughs> for people not, not uh, or, you know, just listening, obviously, because this is a, an audio podcast, please do check. I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but do check uh, Claire's Facebook <laughs> profile. Uh, it's 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 funny. Okay, so apart from from that, apart from office, so so for people not in the know, uh, Jono, you proposed to Claire uh, during uh, the 2016 event, was it? Yeah, right at right at the end. Um, yeah, I did the whole thing of getting down on one knee in front of everybody. Wait, and was it uh, 2016 or 2017? I can't remember. It's 2016. Okay. Yeah, because we talked about it w during the, the the 2017 interview. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I have a terrible Claire. Memory. Claire, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> the pan's going on my head again. <laughs> the bigger one is going on your head this time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously that that's a big memory of Western Supersonic. I'm I'm assuming for everyone who attended that year at least that's probably one of the biggest things that happened uh do you have any other memories though that that you would like to share something not that necessarily something big but something that you hold dear to your heart and something that made you enjoy the community more or something i think my biggest one is especially with the 2017 event i mean it's been something that's happened at all of our events anyway um, was that the, when we were setting up the event, because for the most part, it's myself and Jono, um, we've got like maybe one or two extra people. Like we've got um, Simon, our DJ. Um, we'd have Sophie as the person who dressed up as our mascot. Um, but usually it's literally just us two running it. And every single year, people have stepped up, sort of like coming in as we're setting up and are like, right, what can I do to help? And especially in our 2017 event, we had so many people offering help, even though we hadn't like screamed, oh, we need help. And that they, they volunteered themselves like and it, it sort of like it gives you this amazing feeling to know that there are so many people that support the event and are willing to do so much to help us. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. OK, what about you, Jono? Any other particular thing you'd like to mention uh, the thing that um get that continually surprises me is um i have quite a um problem in that i get starstruck ridiculously easily um mm. so um when claire said oh yeah you're in charge of you know getting guests involved and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm immediately thinking, oh my God, I am going to just fanboy the hell out in front of most people and get embarrassed myself, whatever. Um, it turns out, though, that all of our guests from the past have just been some of the most wonderful people 
to work with. Um, and that's been all years. So all, the entire Sonic the Comic team, for example, they've been wonderful, they've been wonderful to work with. Uh, we had, we had Kieran Gates and Tom Fry come along at our last event. They were wonderful to work with and it was great to kind of interview them on stage. Um, who else, who else have we had? Who else have we? Um, kind of had we've, we've had, um, Duncan Gutteridge as well. Yeah, Duncan, Duncan Gutteridge. And it's amazing because, you know, we even, after Western Supersonic, we kind of kept running into him at other events that we used to go to. And it was just wonderful to kind of see him and, you know, to kind of be, um, it's kind of taken that whole thing of having somebody on a pedestal to kind of humanizing him and, having him just be somebody you, you just look forward to seeing again. Yeah. Not a douchebag or something, <laughs> which no, some of, of them are, no, unfortunately, okay. right? Some of the people that we, uh, you know, put up on a pedestal, like, like superstars and stuff, are, are not that great people. But it's, I it's mean, nice we've not, when, we've when not, they we've, are. We've not come across anyone like that yet at all. Like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Everyone's I, been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody is—it's it's amazing because everyone just kind of gets what Western Supersonic is about. It's just like a bunch, of, and it kind of goes back to you know what made Summer of Sonic great as well. It's just a bunch of people who love this one property, probably more than they should, you know, just wanting to put on a great show, and everybody just seems to get it, and it's wonderful. Yep, excellent, excellent, guys. So, uh, I hope. This event goes uh, as as well as the the previous ones, and even better if if, if that's even possible, because you always put on a, a great show for everyone. Um, all the best for the Kickstarter project. I have just one last question for you, which I probably asked you last time, and don't ask me what your answers were because I can't remember, because I'm a very well prepared host. Uh, <laughs> I usually ask my guests this. It's been a long time, so I think it's it's important to ask this important question again. The question that everyone wants to know. If you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? You know that, that blast processing that the Mega Drive had? Oh, yeah, the thing that made the Mega Drive <laughs> that be maybe, better than the Super Nintendo. <laughs> maybe didn't exist at all, but never mind that. Oh, what would so, I add blast processing? What would you to? add? Yes. I would add blast processing to a roller coaster. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> oh god. I I wasn't thinking ex- that. Ex- explain it. <laughs> ex- explain. Can you can you imagine just how amazing a roller coaster on blast processing would be? No, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, really it, like roller coasters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right it, now, like, can you can you imagine the Sonic Spinball ride at Alton Towers <laughs> on blast processing? That would be utterly <laughs> fantastic, and I would be there for that. Oh my goodness! No, oh, yes, you would be there on, on one moment, and the next you would be like ten roller miles co- away. Roller coaster, yeah, uh, <laughs> spit out from the, from the roller coaster. Yeah, so that that's a good uh, good answer. Uh, thank you. What about you, Claire? All I was what would say you was... add? <laughs> oh, I was going to add it to was a, um, a toaster. <laughs> okay. 
of super fast boost. <laughs> <laughs> she was Sonic Toaster. Yes. With Bless Processing. They need okay. to properly bring the Sonic Toaster over here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So, guys... Thank you, thank you very much for for coming on the show again. It's always nice to to have you on uh, and to torture you a bit with with the challenge as well, which is what we what we do here. Any last words for people just on the fence right now, uh, thinking of whether they should go to Western Supermare? next year or not, supporting the the Kickstarter or not? Yeah, absolutely. Um... If you absolutely love sort of like interacting with the Sonic community, it's definitely the sort of event for you. Everybody's really friendly. Um, we all get along. Um, we're going to have a lot of events going on. They're going to have a lot of laughs. And just a heads up, it will include anybody who would be watching the live stream. We will be making a very big announcement at the very end, but that's all I'm going to say. Oh. Interesting. Okay, so that that's all the more reason to to support the the Kickstarter and, and watch that announcement live, yes, right? If exactly, you can, yes. Yeah, absolutely. The other, the other thing I was going to say, if you're on the fence, is um, I'm pretty sure that everybody has pretty much just missed seeing each other really for the past yeah. two years. Yeah. So the one thing I would say is that it would just be great to just get everybody back together again in the most secure and safe way possible and just kind of enjoy each other's company again because I think everybody's messed it. So it would just be great to kind of just relive some of those good times that we've just been deprived on for ages. Mm -hmm. um, j j by the way, and since you mentioned that, since you men mentioned the safety aspect of it, maybe some people could be on the fence because of that. Right, so being with uh, many people on on a, a, a closed space, I I, I demanded, I imagine. Um, so, are you guys taking all precautions and stuff for f to ensure that everything's okay? Yeah. Um. Well, it, well as um John and when that mentioned before that um because obviously restrictions and there was a little bit of a hiccup with our um, original venue so we've had to slightly change the um, room that we're using um mm -hmm. we're, we're not going to be offering the free tickets to um this time but that's because of obviously um restrictions and trying to make sure we haven't got too many people in the room at once um mm -hmm. but yeah we're, we're going to be doing everything in line with what is currently what a lot of other conventions are doing so we're going to have plenty of like things like hand sanitizer and wipes all over the conventions so obviously you can wash your hands um you can clean down like game controllers and everything um and we are more than happy if people want to carry on wearing masks we have no problem with that we're more than happy for them to do that um and yeah we'll try and space out things as much as we can so we are we are very mindful of those people that aren't too sure um, but yeah, don't worry. We, we got you covered. We will look after you. Excellent. And that's a, a great note to end this interview on, I think. So again, Claire, Jono, thank you very much for coming on the show. All the best for Western Supersonic 2022, 2023, 24, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been wonderful to come on the show again. Yes, thank you ever thank so much you. for having us. Thank you very much. And... You know, hopefully we can talk again soon to set up Western Supersonic 2023. I'm yeah, sure indeed. we will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. 
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. Many thanks to Claire and Jono for coming on the show. Be sure to follow the link in the show notes and check out the Kickstarter as it's in its final days. As I'm recording this, it's currently sitting at a little over £2,000 and there's not much time left for you to support the convention and even plan on attending it. Well then, what a return for the lounge. Thanks for coming back with me on this ride through the Sega community. I can assure you we've got some great episodes coming up in the next few weeks, but as always, you're more than welcome to suggest guests you'd like to see coming on the show and face our dreaded challenge. We'll also be covering some recent and future Sega releases in special episodes and there will be a giveaway or two, so stay tuned for that. Thank you very much for listening, enjoy your week and as always, stay safe out there. I'll see you all next time. Bye bye The Sega Lounge. Hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.